Welcome back to the Atypical Podcast. I'm Harshu. I'm joined today with Masam, Jay, and Hamza. What's going on, boys? What's going on? What is good? What, what is, is good? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. That's an exciting way to start a podcast. Same old, same old. Oh, listen, listen, <laughs> same new, same new. Don't, don't get on me again, all right, lads? So, Masam um, with the negative vibes. Drop that in the poll. Masam with the negative vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so it. what's happened since we last recorded then? War, World War Three. Really? Not yet, not quite yet. Well, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. You get, you get ahead of yourself. You reckon? Yeah, man's got a wager down William Hill over or under World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen to one. Oh, you know what? I bet you that there's odds for that right now. Oh, hundred percent. What, do you, think? what, what, what do you think the odds would be? I think it's three hundred to one. Where that's where have you come out with that? Uh, nowhere. His bum. Uh, nowhere. <laughs> he watches okay. a lot of sports. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I say I say one fifty to one. One fifty to one. You've just okay. halved what he said. Okay. Yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah. No, I doubled the chance of it happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say seventy five to one. Yeah, yeah. So who's um who's been following the news then, mate? Jay, you want to give us a rundown? Oh, <sighs> okay. Well, there's actually been some stuff today, um, and a lot over the past few days, um, but essentially. <laughs> Today, Russia has now started to invade the other major cities in in Ukraine. Kiev is obviously the biggest that they're trying to essentially pinch from from all four sides now at this point and really restrict everything that can happen in that city. They're aiming at towers, TV towers, radio towers, trying to cut communications. Um, Kharkiv, the next big uh, city next to the Russian front, is where they're now trying to attack as well. Um, they, they missed out a uh, government building, didn't they, in Kharkiv? Yep, yep, yeah, and they're aiming for some bases and really cutting out Ukraine's uh, military operations. Um, there was this crazy thing I saw today on the news where from the north of Kiev, there's a Russian convoy coming to basically pinch that entire face of, of the city, and the convoy is 40 miles long. Yeah, it's troops and vehicles. It's like fifteen thousand. Like, I don't know if it's fifteen thousand like cars, trucks, or whatever. But I remember seeing fifteen thousand up there as well. It's mental. Yep. To give My some God. perspective to that, that is we're based in Slough, right, which is just west of London. Raw. Forty Raw. miles would be all the way across London, a straight yeah. line, and then Facts. the other side of London. Facts. Of Twenty just, miles to central. Of just a line of straight, straight troops. Oh my. Russia got that. Uh, Russia got the numbers right. That's what they say. What did they say? Right for World War Two, it was like it was won by U.S. money, British propaganda, and Russian blood. They've I mean, always they had say the that because of Stalingrad, right? <coughs> yeah, you you know more than I do on that. that that's what about Stalingrad? Okay. My right. stopped right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. But you know, you know what is interesting is how um, everybody thought this would be a clean sweep for Russia, and they're actually struggling quite a bit. Which is almost scarier because you don't know what a desperate man does when he's pushed to a corner, right? I mean, there's I been news of nuclear and stuff, but who knows? Who knows? I think that's a bit misleading because I think Russia have gone in with like the lowest of the low arms right now. They're just taking in some tanks, some troops, some vehicles. Uh, they're struggling at the moment because they haven't decided to use the more destructive arms that they have and if they do want to use that stuff then i mean ukraine has no chance unless nato steps in 
there was talk that they breached um like war crimes and stuff like that because of a weapon they used i don't know if it was a bioweapon um but something like that aside from you know the child killing children and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um yeah apparently they're using some sort of bioweapon i don't know if any of you heard about that but uh, oh, i heard no, this off new, it. that's news to me Damn. i've heard what jay said that yeah, they've been using that. their old tech yeah, mm-hmm. fact check that before you lie in the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is where people stop listening within the first yeah, five minutes. <laughs> nah, we just, we just keep using it. Just keep them, keep them attached. Um, but yeah, they're using old tech. Um, but even that, I mean, I was listening to Newsnight on Saturday and they had a couple of professors and, and ex-politicians like and stuff on it. Um, and someone in the audience asked a question about, let's say NATO steps in and UK need to join that front what is our contingency plan because in our economic budget over the last decade right our military arms the budget for that has just steadily decreased over the last 10 years and that's kind of the same for the rest of western europe um and then one of the unless you're america unless you're america obviously yeah but western europe 100 percent. and then one of the professors um was saying in terms of just in terms of like raw um tanks the uk has about 200 usable tanks that we could send over I think Germany, yeah, two hundred. <laughs> we That's only it. have two hundred tanks. We have two hundred tanks. Germany has. They want to talk big about nuclear. They've only got two hundred tanks. That's what we can saying. do two hundred tanks. Germany has two fifty. France has two forty, and Russia has like thirteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Long day. Yeah, we're wow. gonna be throwing out so many numbers this episode, and we're just gonna put a disclaimer: none of these are gonna be true, <laughs> just because the majority aren't going to be true. So let's just say that all of them aren't. Just to everything I've said so far is true. Everything I've said is. I'm pretty sure everything I've said is not true. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> balance. It. It's all about balance. Balance. <laughs> oh, right and wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about a number of tanks, and you're bringing up bio weapons. Where's that from, bro? <laughs> bro? I heard something. Uh, I'll find out. I'll find out. But yeah, they have thirteen thousand, and like, there's nothing we can do. We, we're all of Western Europe is going to rely on America. But no one can do anything, and because that's what Putin uh, said, right? Putin said, "Try something and watch what happens." Because yeah, there's no way I, anybody gets. I feel involved. like, I feel like most countries, right? So when they go to war, they go to war with smaller countries, and so you can be the bully, right? Like the US or the UK or any Western country can be like a bully when they want to invade or go to war with smaller countries. So smaller countries have to give in, but it's Russia. They they've called the bluff of the West, and they've said, "Well, we're going to do." to do what we're going to do and you're not going to do anything about it try if you want meanwhile smaller countries will be like oh we're sorry we're sorry we give up we give up and then just goes to like rebel forces or, or whatever which obviously not going to win but um yeah i think that, that's kind of been not funny in a way but it's kind of like it's crazy it's mind-blowing that putin is calling everyone's bluff and he doesn't give a damn you don't care all. man i mean that's what i mean his back is against the wall right there's been reports the last couple of years about him having potentially like some parkinson or some kind of brain damage because if you remember two or three years maybe even a year ago he um put through as legislation that you can't prosecute old presidents do you you remember this he put this through sounds familiar yeah so like uh i mean he don't care it's true he don't care care. but you know what's interesting is um i watched this good documentary on uh, how why russia is so big right and it goes back to the fact that when the mongols invaded them they took Shout the Mongols. Mongols. Yeah, I know your favorites. When, when they 
when they uh, basically conquered that region of Eastern Europe, it was so easy because of the flatland of Russia. So mm-hmm. really, Russia, like modern day Russia, actually, there is like I think it, people have discussed this before, like why Putin thinks about how Ukraine is essentially Russian territory as well, because back then it pretty much they all expanded east from Kiev. So like modern day Russia starts off from Kiev, pretty much. Oh. So that's where that's where his like philosophy of Ukraine being you know ancestrally Russian comes from. But, but I mean, even times then, changed, it's the ethnic yeah. background, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, of course, times have changed. It's completely different now. But um, I mean, even then, how a, many how many other countries were part of the USSR? Right? Like he's just still trying to get Ukraine. He's not trying to take any of those back. Uh I mean, he took Georgia, right? He took Georgia. Who knows? I mean, if he takes if he takes Ukraine, which he's struggling right now, what's to say that he doesn't carry on on this um, USSR? Well, it's funny tour? you bring that up, right? Because I, I, from from what I've read and been been checking out, which so far we've confirmed is probably BS, but <laughs> <laughs> but I believe I believe. Um, he's okay so this is actually what i want to say originally which links into what we're talking about now is so you're talking about the invasion right so you get you get ukraine right and then around ukraine you have russia on sort of the top right side you have belarus on the top left side um you have i believe romania underneath it right and then you have germany on the left so what russia has done is they've taken it from the top right till the middle at the top because that's russia that's where russia covers so that's where they border so they came in through there and they're also shooting i believe it was ballistic missiles from belarus so they actually are in cahoots with belarus they i don't know if you want to say own I mean, belarus back in the ussr or yeah, whatever but they, yeah. they're basically they're buddies with with belarus and so they invaded through that side as well and then from the black sea beneath they came up through sevastopol and odessa um into ukraine from the bottom so they took the top they took the top right they took the top left they took the bottom right they came <laughs> they literally swarmed from every angle and then i guess the main force fifteen thousand strong charged towards kiev so yeah they, they i guess they're in cahoots with kazakhstan and belarus and but that's the thing like i have a friend from bulgaria and i remember when i went i was traveling there and i went to one one of these cities on the way out of sofia when i was traveling to um, uh, this mountain range and it was like one of those stereotypical, like blacked out factory, uh, just dust and you know what I mean. Uh, what's the word? Tracksuit uh, wearing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not talking about that. Not about Gothic. But it was like it's one of those old industrial cities which has been yeah, run yeah. down for ages, right? Something out of a movie. And I was like, this is crazy. And I was speaking to my friend. And I was like, but you're like former USSR, that that region or whatever. Like how do you how do your people feel about no longer being with Russia? Because obviously you're like you're worse off now, and a lot of the countries are worse off now without Russia. And he was saying like people are happy, people are mm-hmm. happy that they have the independence, even though obviously like economically they're worse, but they're still you know they're still happy that they have their independence. But I think because so many of those countries are not economically thriving, they're still reliant on Russia, especially when Russia is like the biggest importer of gas and oil and, and stuff in Europe. So that's a big like chokehold they have i mean you're talking about belarus i mean yeah i mean they've always kind of backed russia right i mean i think it was today um they were talking about on the news that belarusian troops are now also uh infiltrating kiev and joining the russian front on that side of things so i think it's only a matter of time until russia will try and get as many allies as possible whether they whether their final 
thing is to try and get Ukraine or just create some sort of deal with NATO and get some land is I think is a bigger question. Like what is Putin's plan? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. But what's interesting is you're right, Belarus is essentially like a puppet. It's a it's a basically pro Putin puppet government. But um you know how the east of Ukraine, the Donbass region is essentially the pro Russian rebels anyway, right? But even a city outside the Donbass region, this is to go this is about referring to how Ukraine are somehow like holding their ground. Um the city from like Mariupol, which is like right outside the Donbass region, even that they've been struggling to take, which is kinda tells you how well they've actually been competing against the other troops. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a mess. I don't mean uh what you call it, Ukraine now are trying to join the European Union, which seems mm-hmm. like a good time to join it on one sense because who's going to deny them when they're in such crap? You'd look like terrible people if you denied what they're trying to uh, get. So that's clever, I guess. I don't know if that's something they planned or they've just done on a whim, but also at the same time, that kind of rings into the NATO conversation where Russia does not want Ukraine to join NATO or the European Union, just any larger organisation where they have backing from the, the quote-unquote West. So that could lead to Putin maybe saying okay if you want to do that then let me actually try now and then you know unfortunately lead to bigger trouble I think it's an interesting time the the point that you just made about whether they were just trying to join the EU now or, or from previously I think Putin picked his time like very specifically because if you look at like even Western European countries and the US US is presidency is not really clear right now biden and and trump this all that stuff just happened look at the uk boris is his seat is not confirmed all right we're gonna have elections and people aren't happy with boris anyway you look at france and they're gonna have a change of prime minister soon germany have a new change in prime minister economies are down because of the pandemic then you have ukraine trying to join the eu and a bunch of other states around ukraine have only recently joined the eu um so I think Putin took his mark there and thought, well, everything around there is kind of mudded, so let me try and get Ukraine now. I actually think you're giving him more props than he deserves. I actually think you're giving him more props than he deserves. I think it's more of the case that, it. like, yeah, I think I think it's more the case that Ukraine, like, um, you know, Ukraine have been trying to vie for NATO, like, citizenship for the longest time, and this is just, like, him saying... I think I think this is him saying... These men will never join NATO, and on top of that, I'm going to just take them up. I'm just going to completely take control, and obviously he's failing right now. But I'll tell you who's taking the most, the biggest dub out of this, and that's the um, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. The amount mm-hmm. of public PR this man has been getting is crazy. If if they don't, um, if they end up, you know, if they broke broke a peace treaty and he some, you know, he remains. My guy's never losing his term ever. He's staying permanent president in Ukraine. Yeah. He's on the front line, man. He's really young. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> He's really young. I was talking to a friend of mine, actually, who's Ukrainian. Um, he has family in Ukraine at the moment as well. I think one of his aunties left Kiev the last week but his uncle's still there so you know fingers crossed he's alright but he was still I was asking him because I don't really know anything about Zelensky 
so I was just talking to him like is he good is he bad like what's he like he was saying that you know it's good to have like a young guy in charge now like, I don't know he's in his 30s something like that 40 maybe he's really young and so he's like he's progressive he's young um, and I, mean, I guess if he's yeah <laughs> but I guess if you see what he's doing now he's um he's not he's not stepping down which is like you know what fair play he doesn't have the support from the west he doesn't have support from NATO he has support from nobody right now did you hear uh, he's 44 all right so I think it's funny because I think I saw a video of Klitschko maybe uh, the Ukrainian boxer who is the brother of the mayor of Kiev the, both brothers the Klitschko brothers are in politics in Ukraine now both um, former heavyweight boxers and uh, he was saying that I think Germany sent like it's so funny he said like Germany sent like 5,000 helmets or something like that like 12,000 helmets they sent something like that and I, <laughs> I was like he, yeah, Zelensky has nobody's support <laughs> But he's still doing it, which, you know, it's only going to ring ring him strong. So hopefully he stays as a good leader rather than, you know, abusing that power. But that's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Did you see that Ukraine legalized crypto as a method of donation? So that when um, yeah. they can raise funds via the, the use of crypto as well, which is crazy to see how far crypto is going as well. And even in an environment like war. It's just nuts. Crypto yeah, to the um, moon. <laughs> I mean, that seems... <laughs> well, crypto's been seems booming so today. <laughs> it's been booming it. today. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole point of a decentralized... Um, if you look at the, the the Russian ruble right now, yikes. Ooh, yes. Big, Ooh, big yikes. And they've stopped people from, from their frozen bank accounts. They're yeah. doing all that sort of stuff, which we can come to in a second. Um, but because of all of that, crypto is the only way to do it because your crypto is sent is decentralized you know it's you're able to get past the traditional financial institutions and system to provide to people and that was like the original thing about crypto is that if you needed to get a mortgage you wouldn't be judged on your credit score or anything like that because you know it's like everything's open and everything's you know everything's there for you to for you to get so that's one of the good things about crypto so it's good to see like the social impact crypto can have rather than buying doggy coins you know what I mean yeah <clears throat> but you yeah, not I seen mean, the uh, last time you seen the reactions to certain uh, yeah I mean certain... you know what's funny this is of the same ilk of uh, if you guys remembered like the Gal Gadot thing Mm -hmm. Do you remember when she and all the other celebs sang a song like that's going to somehow prevent COVID <laughs> spreading? <laughs> like, I don't know what it is with these cringy celebs trying to like jump on a cause to further like their own goal. Oh, so wait a second, she... they're celebs. But um, <laughs> no, but like uh, like some of the some of the celebs like look at me. I feel bad for Ukraine as well. Are oh, hilarious. And my favorite one was John Cena's one. John Cena, WWE legend. The go of WWE, by the way, better than The Rock, but no incorrect statements. Um, That's uh, fact check that. Yeah. Fact check that. <laughs> we can't fact check an opinion. Wrong, okay, so. yeah, you can when it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like um, if you saw his tweet, his tweet basically goes: "If I could somehow summon the powers of a real life peacemaker, I think this would be a great time to do so." <laughs> Which is just incredible. You know My what? That, so I respect the grind. Oh, I yeah, respect facts. it. He, he, kayfabe. He didn't break kayfabe. He stayed character. <laughs> he, right? he stayed in his character. <laughs> he stayed character. He that is he true. He didn't break. It's Go a WWE reference. It's a WWE reference. It's like the idea that you stay in character regardless. 
pretty uh, much of, like the platform because now at this day every in modern day everybody knows the is fake right the oh, idea yeah, is yeah. like you still keep that illusion that it's real oh okay but um yeah but his, his the john cena one was the best one the other one was a guy named andy cohen who's some american like um uh talk show host and like the way he put peace into his wordle <laughs> that was his first choice of his word or options was peace yeah. which is hilarious I'll tell you what was more funny is the fact that not a single letter was correct yeah. that, was, that was the best bit <laughs> that was the best bit so essentially he just wasted a turn straight green that was a good starting word though but like, it's yeah. so funny that none of them yeah it's so good it's, so it's so good. not even a good starting word he used E twice Oh, I didn't even realise it. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. starting word. I take that back. I'm just full of nonsense today. I think that's what I've come to. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tired, but anyway, I just, I just, I just find it so funny when these celebs try to get involved. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they, it's virtue it's just, signaling. Yeah, it's, it's so, so virtue Yeah, but listen, Peacemaker's a great show, right? So I respect John's hustle. The peace one word, that's just egregious. There's no defense in that one. You can't, no, you can't respect the hustle when he's literally I'm promoting joking, a show when people are dying. You know, the funniest thing is he does, he does hashtag peacemaker. Like, I know. He didn't even, that was the best bit. That was the if best he didn't bit. do that, I think he would have gotten away with it. Oh, facts. But he does the hashtag, which is just incredible. Well, speaking but, uh, of peacemakers. My hero, John. Yeah. Your hero, John. Are you going to go with this? Speaking yeah. of uh, peacemakers and um, staying in character, Jay, would you like to talk about your your filming experience for your? <laughs> <laughs> that segue was interesting. <laughs> Do you want to fire questions at me so it feels a bit more like a? Yeah. So if you guys remember from last week, Jay auditioned for um, Jay auditioned and got the main role for this uh, short film uh, based on is it men's mental health or a mental men's health? Mental in? health. Yeah men's mental health um and uh yeah so he was away from from friday to sunday i think it was and um he's been filming mm. on set every day until stupid o'clock so um yeah firstly <laughs> what was it like what was the experience like how many people were there um it was a, a rundown yeah it was a crazy experience um i mean this is the first time i'd been on more of a professional type set um so we had like a full well it wasn't it was still a bit of a skeleton crew just because of budget um because the short film was funded by a charity and the charity is called Turkey, it's a Punjabi charity so north indian um and translate China, that for translate that for english listeners please uh Turkey in, in punjabi means <laughs> like advancement or progress just pushing the boundaries forward um Calm. and yeah the, i mean the, the charity is based on mental health and especially being more open in in asian culture because that's a topic that's not really discussed in, in asian households um and asian culture is sort of dismissed the mental health is fake um and so it's trying to bring more awareness to that um and yeah so it, because it's a charity the funding wasn't super high but there was still a a proper crew who knew what they were doing they were so sick they were so good at what they did um and it was really multicultural and international like the director and logistics lead were obviously were, were indian because it's an indian production called shout out oxboy productions that's too good and Jeez, then like shouts. the videographer is super international he was born in jamaica raised in switzerland went to a boarding school now lives in the uk wow. yeah it's mad he's done shots that's crazy 
he was in Jamaica last, I think earlier this year, shooting um, a promotional video for one of the big hotel chains there. And so he was like flying drones and doing like jet ski shoots um, and all types of crazy stuff. So he's a legend. Um, and then, yeah, there was, a, I, was I was telling Harshi this earlier, the uh, performance, uh, well, what was called the theatrical director or performance director. Um, his name's Tibby. He's Romanian. And he's actually, uh, he does extra work on different shows and stuff and so on friday when i went i've um took the train to birmingham that's where the set was that's where the shoot was uh, the charity and the production company are based there um, and he came a bit later that day because he was on set in bradford of all places for the crown because <laughs> he's an extra on the crown um and that's he's nice. also filming bradford they film in bradford yeah that's weird because you know they've got a studio like very close to us as in netflix have a studio very close to london mm-hmm yeah I sorry think, right i think so yeah but they do yeah. different shoots like all over the country mm. um for the yeah. obviously for for the different uh scenes right um so he was playing like a russian uh like cart salesman like selling fresh food basically on the side of the street but he's also uh um i'm not gonna say what because just like just in case <laughs> for nda but he is also gonna be in an upcoming uh marvel film that isn't out yet as an extra it's nuts oh uh let me guess i'm gonna guess it, it obviously don't confirm expose my man i'm <laughs> gonna guess confirm it's thor. i'm gonna guess it's either thor or guardians because those are the only two movies that are actually filming or going to film soon protective protective <laughs> but yeah the crew the crew was super multicultural um and there was a reasonable amount of them maybe like six seven um okay and then cast or three three actors and actresses um two guys one what well, two male characters one female character and then for some of the scenes i think saturday and sunday we had like the really the much bigger scenes um one of the scenes or one of the big parts of the short film is a is about a house party and so we had like a bunch of extras um like friends and family turned up charity people turned up uh and just like it was just, it was a crazy vibe there was probably like 20, maybe 25 people on set at one point, uh, which was just awesome. That's wicked. You were saying you were on set for like the whole day, right? And you were going home at like one in the morning. So where were you staying over that time? Where were you actually staying? In I was staying in a in a hotel, maybe like 10, 15 minutes from set. Um, okay. We would finish shooting at, I'd say like 1, 1 a.m. most nights. Jeez. When would you um, start? When you were, uh, I would start at about one p.m. What twelve hours? Yeah, so we'd have like like daytime shots would be like one till maybe four. Then we'd have a bit of a break. Um, people would get some food. We would start blocking the scenes for the nighttime shots, um, and just going through and bit of rehearsals and stuff. And then we'd start the nighttime shots at six p.m. as soon as it gets dark. And we'd usually run till like one a.m. just straight, just straight work. That's a it vibe, though, man. That's a vibe. Everyone leaving. Did you guys do anything afterwards? Because um, obviously, at that time, one is still early in the grand scheme of things, and you guys could go. No, for some people, oh God, <laughs> some people, one a.m. is great. No, big, big bedtime. Like... <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's a Tesco at one in the morning, bro. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> shout out to the first episode. Shout out. <laughs> The, the Saturday, um, definitely, because um, it wasn't like people didn't have to work, obviously, because Sunday people work on Monday and Friday was only really me, um, the other two 
characters were only for the Saturday and Sunday scenes. Okay. Um, so they weren't there. But Saturday especially, um, we did the first set of like the party scenes. So all the extras stayed afterwards, and all the cast and crew stayed afterwards, and we basically had a mini house party. Everyone just chilled, like playing cards and stuff and chatting. Like it was sick, and then people were pumping music and stuff. So it was a proper vibe. Oh, that's vibes. You had fun though, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. It was genuinely. The question so good. is. The question is, did anybody play Peru? Now, that's what oh, I want to know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No one played Peru. No, thankfully. Oh, my God, mate. My son likes Peru now. I didn't say that. I still that. haven't listened. Don't put shut words up, in my mouth. Bro. Shut up, bro. You liar. Why are you lying? What was the Don's name? Waterboy DML. What was it? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh man! I actually, just wanted no, to come back real quick. Uh, actually, yeah, no, go on, Massim. No, I was just going to say that. Yeah, actually, I completely forgot my train of thought. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Andrew? No, no, I was, I was going to take it back to the UK thing just for a second. But actually, no, I probably should speak on that. No, that's pretty cool, man. Like, I think mental health and stuff in South Asian, well, Asian communities as a whole, and. South Asian, but from all the whole spectrum from from east to west is definitely a, there's a stigma against men's it. especially men's mental health. Mm-hmm. Honestly, both. I say in to general, be honest, man, yeah. general, like I feel like I feel like in in Western society, it's men that has a stigma against it. But um, but I feel like in in Asian in general, community, yeah. <laughs> Asian community, they just don't rate anyone's mental nah, health. <laughs> nah, nah, that doesn't exist. That's yeah, it doesn't exist. Doesn't there is no exist. mental health. Yeah, nah, nah, you just, just get on with it. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even look after. They don't even look after their health. So I'm not worried for us. But, um, bro, Asian yeah, people don't look after the physical health either, bro. They just don't like <laughs> the word health. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it is, bro. That's but what it yeah, is. man. It's um. I can't wait. When when's it out, Jay? Do you know? So, yeah. There's there's a lot of big plans with this because this is the first thing like this type of creative venture that the charity has taken. Um, and that's why they wanted to do it like properly with a proper production company and proper cost. Um, so they are trying to get it picked for the Wolverhampton Film Festival. The deadline Jeez. for that is in about a week. Um, so the the production lead now, the director, has a busy week ahead of ahead of him editing everything. But yeah, they're trying to get into that film festival, which will be in a week. So hopefully we'll have something by then that we can share publicly, and then. After that, the plan is to just have screenings all across the country and do workshops and speak to unis and companies and all that stuff. And can we go to one? As I was going to say, where's the invite? invite the premiere, mate? Bro, definitely. We're friends with the main actor. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I better get some red carpet treatment right there. <laughs> plus there must one, be plus some one. paparazzi. Plus, yeah. Shy, typical. No, but, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did not know Wolverhampton is that cultured. I did. I had no idea. They had a film, it's they had a film festival. That's outrageous. They do, bro. They do. That's crazy. And it'll be sick if it get, hopefully it gets picked. I think that, that's like the plan, the main main goal to begin with. And then if it does get picked, they're planning on uh, getting everyone that was involved up to watch that screening firsthand, and then they want to do some talks about it afterwards. Um, kind of like mini 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 interviews post screening. So I think that'll be really fun. Um, the boy on big screen, yeah. That's Let's gonna be go. dirty. Hopefully, first at hopefully. first at Wolverhampton, last at um, Cannes Film Festival, mate. Yeah, <laughs> That's big money moves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah, I did. I did want to come back to the Ukraine thing real quick, though. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't bio. It was uh, it wasn't bio weapons. Take that back. I did call <laughs> I did it? call BS on myself there. It yeah, was a was th- thermobaric, so it's basically like a fire bomb. Um, oh. Word in the street is that's that's what they were using. So, oh. yeah, Russians using know. dragon's breath through. I was just about to. I was honestly, I was holding about myself for making that nerdy joke. I'm thank you did it. I'm thinking you did it instead. But um, regarding the whole uh, Russia versus Ukraine, as um, as sad as it is, them invading like a whole sovereign state. The the way that the um, the uh, Western media propaganda machine has galvanized is crazy. Honestly, my my favorite thing is the fact that now. Hold on, let me get his name correct. I don't want to butcher his name. He's a, he's a, he's huge, hugely important person. Alexander Orlov. You know who Alexander Orlov is, yeah? No. Mm, you guys have heard of him? Remind us. Um, uh, <laughs> compare the meerkat.com. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I need I I need some just justice for Orlov. That's all I'm saying. What well, facts? He's been they they've taken him off. They've stopped that whole campaign. What? Is that? Is he a Russian character? Yes. I thought he's it was like, a guy putting on a voice, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, the yeah, Mikat's not real. <laughs> nah, I mean, yeah. even, even the guy, it doesn't sound like a legit accent. Is this a, oh, like, I mean, it is. Oh, it it my sounds like Russian a... accent so much better. <laughs> I wouldn't go that oh, far. Don't I bait myself to another I want to hear that. Yeah. I want to hear that. Go back to, what was it? Stratford upon Avon. We listen that that story can be saved. We're discussing more important matters right now, and that's Alexander Orlov is taking off TV, guys. <laughs> that's that's way more bro. important. Oh, that's long, he's that a national peak. treasure at this point. He is, bro. He's. I would put him on level with. Um, okay, he's better because I can't remember the other guy's name. The uh, the opera singer. What's the other? The go compare guy. Oh, go compare. Twat. That's it. Oh, I hate that guy, man. Yeah, who's better? A Orlov, fake, bro. Uh, Orlov. <laughs> a oh, fake meerkat or a real opera singer? Oh no! <laughs> nah, the fake one. Hundred percent the fake one. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, go on. That's fun. No, I was just saying. Um, shall we move away from the uh, weekly news and get into the uh, the episode that we pla- we had planned today? We had absolutely. A, a certain theme behind this week's episode which was um we wanted to make this one a deep one so um essentially we talk about topics it might be a simple question a complicated question and basically delve deep and try and break it down to its core and just us um provide our opinions on certain topics so we have a list of questions here a list of comments and the first one was it's been six years since we finished school does that feel like a long time or a short time to you? Because time is so subjective. So, um, I don't know. If it was right with you guys, I'd go in a in a circle. And, I don't know. Like, Hamza, what do you think? Was it a short term or a long term? Like, how does it feel yeah. to you? I mean, we were talking about this before when we came up with the idea. And it, I get these waves like every now and then. And it happened to me recently as well. Like a lot of people in our year group have been getting married, mm-hmm. and we're like we're we're twenty three, twenty four years old. And I think marriage is that like next step, right? Like you go to school, 
you then you know do your GCSEs, do your A levels, you know, then you finish that chapter and then you go to uni and you start a new chapter and then you finish uni and you go into work and that's a new chapter and then marriage is like another one as well. So I feel like when these things happen, it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Like yeah. I'm only twenty three, I'm only twenty four. Like well, life's going, life's going fast. It's a shock. Yeah, exactly. So when I when that happens for me, like and it happened recently, I was like, whoa, like it, it's been it feels like yesterday. Yeah. feels like yesterday it's been it's been six seven years or whatever since since we finished school but it genuinely genuinely feels like yesterday and a lot's happened since then yeah like me personally I, I i did my degree i did a master's took a year out got a job start this podcast you know you know just just on the top line like a lot has happened right and a lot yeah. in, like inside of that as well so i don't know it's just it's wild it's wild how fast times go time goes and it's like crazy and there's one thing I've like realised as well is that I'd never like did anything with my time like my whole day would be spent just doing nothing especially like the year off that we had right like genuinely <laughs> like, like if you go to uni okay we have uni but then when I come home I wasn't doing anything and then even yeah. when you're at uni there's so much time which is just wasted doing nothing and then ever since I started full time work back in September and then I also started like working for, for the startup as well and then we started doing this podcast too like I've started to realize that although i'm juggling like these three things at the time i also like kind of do my investment stuff and obviously time with family and friends like you realize how much time you have in the day yeah yeah and i always thought that like how much time and i like i felt sometime last year like i'm not doing enough with the time that i have mm-hmm. like i have you know i have like 15 hours in the day or whatever right taking away the time that you sleep and it's just like i feel like i'm not doing enough yeah. and so the more i've started to do the more time i realize i have and this this is what we said a couple episodes ago right like everyone has 24 hours like you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> we're not gonna come back into that conversation but it's like just just purely time-based <laughs> purely time-based and not based on anything else you know we, yeah. we all had 24 hours right and so everyone can do more to make the most out of the time that they have and sure. we don't that's a fact like we just don't and it's those who do that are really successful in whatever they decide to do um, you know so yeah that's just I guess that's kind of like my thoughts just on the top line about all that stuff but yeah. what about what about you Hoshi see me um, I thought yeah like it's been a long time it's been six years but um, one thing in particular I noticed I noticed slightly off topic but one thing in particular I noticed was that the closer towards the end um, of school I noticed that the years were going by quicker like I felt like I feel like year seven lasted an eternity and same with like year seven to year nine and then year 12 year 13 even like year 11 all them years were just flying by quick and then now it's just I blink and the year's gone it's already 2022 and it's March now and it's like um I don't know if that's like because as we get older time feels quicker or we just we're just doing more with our time so we don't sit and actually deep how much time we have or I don't know, like, sometimes I feel like there's not enough time in the day. It's just really weird. Like, it really depends on what you do in that year or what you do during the day to make the day go by. And, like, some days are longer, some days are shorter, depending on your daily activities. And, I don't know, it's just hella subjective and hella hella weird how time works in that sense. But, um, yeah, me personally, it's just been uni. Um, Uni felt like a long time when I was there. But then I've been away from uni for two and a half years and it's been really quick like it just flew by but that might also be because of corona like 
a half like a huge chunk of our time was just taken away from us so it's just um it's just weird but yeah that's me really um what about you jay would you what did you think for me it's it's one of those things where it feels like it feels like time has gone so quickly until you sit down and actually think about everything you've done and you can map it out and you realize wow actually like all all my time has been used up by everything i've done i just don't notice it right mm. we talk about the last two years here obviously rona has messed everything up and screwed with people's sense of time because we haven't been able to really do much or leave our house and stuff um but if we take that into consideration you know it's been how many years has it been since we actually left school maybe like six years right yeah. we've done uni that's like three or four years depending on what you've done personally i I took a year out then i did uh, four years of uni including a placement year which i worked for an entire year um then started work straight after uni again um we've been doing this podcast we've been doing other things on the side you know i was just i was just doing this thing in birmingham so like other projects and it's like when you piece all those things together you, you do get a sense of what you've achieved and it's yeah. quite it's quite nice to look back and think that we've matured quite a lot in that time even though it doesn't seem like a very long time and we're sure. very different people now to who we were back then um sure. and yeah we've just we've just been through so much and achieved so much and now we're in a we're in a different space where we can our our outlook on life is way different now and where we're heading and our aspirations and dreams are way different but i mean i was thinking earlier when when i was thinking about this topic it's like it seems like only <laughs> like maybe a year ago we all woke up one morning and heard that britain voted leave for brexit mm. right but realistically that was like brexit means brexit literally <laughs> But, but realistically, that was what, like six years ago? That was in 2016, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, no, you're joking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it seems old. like no, it was you're yesterday. Joking. You're yeah, we're joking. Old. We're old. Oh, my God. I, st I still... Re oh, no. Oh, dear. You know, I, I actually remember we went to bowling that day. <laughs> That's why it stands out to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my I got my God. camera that day. You did, yeah. <laughs> I got my camera that day. Was it a shit? Oh. The temp absolute bowling. Yeah. Oh, don't yes, disrespect the goat. Okay, oh, the nachos were illegal. No, it was no, not the original OG one. That was insane oh. with the arcade. What it turned into was whack. Though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that was down, the, the original one. Was there though? It's shut down again. Has I it? don't know. No, no. no, no it got turned into the. the it got turned to the vaccine center. Yeah, the vaccine facility. But we want. Was it still like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people might oh, still be bro, getting at this point, if nobody wants to get booster, I say bust out the bowling back. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Bring bowling bring if, you, back. if you bowl, if you get a strike, you get a booster. Hamza's <laughs> <laughs> well, not yeah, getting a booster then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up, Jay. You'll be there taking two years waiting for the next variant to come along before you get a freaking Jay, you know what? That's actually true. Jay takes so long to bowl, it's not even funny. The, no, the thing is, right, which pisses me off, is you'll always say this, but but I end up taking my go quicker because I get a strike and you lot don't. So I get one go and you lot take two. Listen, Jay, if you want to really 200 IQ it, you yeah. because you have so many strikes, you get more turns than everybody else. So, facts. You do take longer. But um, Matt, as yeah, it goes Matt, to what the do question, you think about that? Yeah, what do you think about that? So all of you man said that time goes really quickly, right? No, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I feel like 
fast, slow, fast, slow. Uh, that's me. I feel oh, like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fast and slow. Yeah, fast and slow, I yeah. feel like whenever there were periods of in, in this last six years, whenever I was doing something in terms of like what, like whenever you work, I feel like time is just speeds by. Yeah. Like I can just think about so many memories. Work like going into work during the six year period, oh, beginning yes. of the day. Yeah, Debenhams. Shout out Debenhams. Yeah, Debenhams. <laughs> my soul, my soul is still left in Debenhams. R.I.P. No, but like every time I work in Debenhams, <laughs> I just think about the fact that, oh my God, not another so-and-so t- amount of time. And I'm just thinking now, that's at this point now, like three years ago, and I still remember the certain mm. moments in that day when I'm like, oh, two more hours left, two more hours left. Yeah, that was so, me today, fam. Today at work. <laughs> oh, I think was it? Five minutes left. I mean, yeah, it's like, weird to think six years ago we were in school, but... I don't know. Like I said, every time I do work or I'm doing work that day, any time where I'm procrastinating is where time always, I feel like, lasts longer. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if you guys agree. No, it's fully true. When you're working, time goes by so quickly. So quickly, isn't it? I started my job after uni, right? And I'm now like half a month or a month away from my six-month probation. And it feels like I started yesterday. (laughs) And like, I don't even know where that time's gone. It just goes by so quickly because you're so busy doing stuff that you don't realize. Facts, facts. Mm. I mean, you can just look up, look over this last two-year COVID time, right? And I feel like that's why everybody also is in agreement that these last two years, those, those, that 2019, 2021 region took so long, yeah. lost so long. is because really everybody had, yeah, everybody had so much free time or procrastinating and there was so many different situations yeah. people are now You know what it felt like? It felt like you have so much free time that you have no time. That's what it felt like yeah. to me. Like that is such. You know what? Twenty twenty April basically, because it was like the end of March. Twenty twenty yeah. April until like I don't even know. End of twenty twenty one. I don't even know when did we even come out. I have no idea. Mid, I don't even remember. Twenty twenty one August. Okay, mid twenty twenty one. Right. So let's say it was out one one year. Right. Just one over like a year. And, yeah, yeah, one and a half. Right. And year and a bit. Blur. I don't remember a damn thing. Genuinely, I don't remember a squat that happened in, t- in that time. I felt like it was a, ha- a haze. Like It's kind of like when you go to sleep, right? It's just a period of nothingness. Like you have yeah. no recollection. It's empty. It's like it's literally just empty. It was For me, it was like just that, that feeling one of long sleep. Day. Just one long yeah, day. Yeah, that feeling of sleep, emptiness. I went on holiday, went back to emptiness. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> somewhere along the line, it just went back to normal. I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah. What's happening then? It's so hard to come, like, it's slightly off topic again. Once again, it's a tangent, but I feel like that's what we're doing this episode anyway. But it's so hard to come back to society when you've been in this blur, in this um, weird state of mind, um, and you're forced to be, you're, you're thrown back into society and you're meant to, like, keep up with your your relationships and go to work and do all these things. And it was hard, like, it's hard to readjust in that sense like things things feel so different when you've been doing nothing for so long and now you just gotta get back into it and you know but back to what Masan was saying like even on a minute scale like um, time flies when you're doing something even on a more like day to day scale when you're at work for example I don't know about you Masan but when you was at work the only way to pass time was either to chat shit with your boys and mess around or to actually just work and when you work time flies but then if there's nothing to do and there's no one in your department or something time just drags on for the whole hour or the whole three hours so long. Or so. yeah 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 like, time is just so weird and subjective in that sense and 
Yeah, man. Shit, we really no, are going true. deep, man. Fucking we're old. We're old. <laughs> we're not. In, in conclusion, <laughs> we're old. We're old as In the old. grand scheme of things, we're definitely not old. But Sure, but in the grand scheme of Masam Shah, I'm old. <laughs> man, I've been feeling old since I turned 21. I feel like my body aged 50 years. Oh, don't say that, man. Your don't body is that. made of glass, though. You are a boomer. Yeah, you didn't die after one, one football match, bro. <laughs> man, I've been, oh, I don't need, let's just move on, man. Let's just move on. Um, but there was, uh, I guess, there was another, another topic that we had here, which was, and the segues might be terrible, people listen oh, no, no, but no. we're just gonna roll with it but um there's one here about complete parental control versus complete freedom um Hashi, you put that down right yeah so why, why don't you take us through why don't you give us a little bit of context and give your opinion on the spot off. on the spot oh, you put me on the hot seat right? <laughs> <laughs> well the um well all of these like a lot a lot of them i found on a on a website but i can i can no, just take credit take credit oh yeah no it was me it was me it was me but um Complete parental control versus complete freedom in the sense that when parents raise their children, it's just, there usually is two, two, um, actually not, two extremes, um, to, uh, raising their children. So letting them just do whatever they like and let them experience life for what it is in their own eyes. And the other end of the spectrum is completely control them to the extent of they are, it's just, um, what your, ideal way to raise these children would be so just like you know just put them into school take them home straight away you can't go out with your friends no ps4 stuff like that and it was just um, no ps4 oh, okay nice. <laughs> oh, we've got <laughs> ps5 now nice, nice we've got ps5 now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, once you Literally, once it appears for yeah, I, yes, Jay's correct. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> once it appears for now, stuff is serious. Now, now it gets sticky. Now it gets real, fam. <laughs> yeah, forget everything else. Forget having freedom. Oh yeah, I was just PS4. <laughs> yeah, going out with friends. Nah, staying inside playing PS4. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, carry on. No, so um, so my question to you was, there are two very very toxic. Um, I don't know about toxic, but two very different parenting styles and i'm sure at the extremes two dangerous parenting styles two children but do you guys think there is a better way not a better way so which which of these two would be a better outcome on the children would would a child be better raised in a completely parental controlled environment or one where they they're just thrown in the deep end and they can do whatever they like one of them ones what do you guys think I mean, the ideal world is that they're right in the middle and there's a balance. Yeah, but you're not giving us you're not giving us that. That's not the option. Yeah, I mean, we'll just fence it. Yeah, we can't talk about that. No, we'll just fence it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fencing is whoa, putting me on the spot again, bro. You setting up the question. Um, Well, I'm going to answer by deflecting and (laughs) 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 saying, cancel this guy, bro. No, but seriously, I mean, I feel like the only answer is fencing in this situation. I feel like there's best of both worlds, right? I feel like once you have complete freedom, I mean, yeah, it helps the child really determine, like, who they are and -and so-and-so. But I feel like, I don't know, this is such a, this is feel like, this is a sticky, sticky one. I feel like there's no right or right, right, right answer here. 
Yeah. That's that's why I asked it in a sense where it's like they're two extremes and they're two very different styles and they can both have very adverse effects on the child. But is there is there is there a chance that a child who is raised in a completely parental controlled environment ends up fares better than a child that's in a completely f- like completely freed environment or I think vice versa. This might be a hot take, right? But it is going to be. This is a controversial topic. You're going to offend yeah. some of our listener. <laughs> Sorry, our listener. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think raising your child with complete freedom has both a higher chance that their life is completely messed up and a higher chance that they could turn out much happier. Perfect, yeah. And that, I mean, because you're given freedom, it's really up to the kid how their life goes and it could really be just a chance of luck and it could be the choices that they make, the decisions they make throughout their life. But I feel like the possibility of happiness is a lot higher than if your parents control everything that Mm -hmm. you do because then you're you're essentially living your parents ideal life which is not necessarily what you want but obviously it can also go the other way depending on depending on what happens in your life i just think for me personally i'd probably want freedom over complete parental control i mean my logic is in complete freedom a my, uh, my ideal parent is in this situation that they're they're offering complete freedom but they're still teaching values and meaning to their child they're not saying all right just go about and do whatever the hell you want they're saying that but also saying but these are the um the constraints in society these are this is right and wrong you get me like it's not like oh like bedtime 7 p.m and no questions asked no 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 reason why not you get me um, okay, well, do you think like ethics and morality are garnered through the parents, or do you think through society? Which one, if you had to uh, chalk up to one? In life? Yeah. Because if you, what you're saying is you would essentially send them on their way and be like, but tell, teach them what's right and wrong. But at the same time, you know, society out there essentially sets what's right or wrong. So do you think. Where do you stand sets, on that Society sets what's right and wrong, but that's only to do with certain things i feel like as a human a lot of right and wrong is just innate like you know certain things are just wrong you get me some so as a child obviously growing up these things have to be instilled in a child like the basics but other stuff to do with society that just goes like a lot of things my parents didn't teach me i learned just from being out there but i still knew a lot through what they said to do with the basics. I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm on the other side when it comes to like my my background. Like I was, I, I had a lot stricter upbringing. Yeah. Up until a certain yeah. age, and I just you know free bird in it. You broke free. Man broke free. <laughs> well, Hashi, you you actually probably have the most experience in both ends of the spectrum ends. out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think? You, why do you think you put on the dock, Jay? Come on. <laughs> oh, shit. Time to talk about me. So what, I mean, let's, I mean, we don't have to delve into it deeply, but like, what would you say is your experience from both sides? Because you were, you had a much stricter upbringing, but then you also had a phase where you were a lot freer. So how, yeah. did, how has that affected you? I mean, the answer, the answer, the answer to this question is slap bang in the middle. A hundred percent. We need, we need to, we need to, st- bro, we need to stay. Answer, bro. Come on. But, 
But like obviously that's not the question here and the question was would a child fare better in either war? But me personally, like complete parental control to a certain extent, it was like um I was shielded from a lot of things that I just couldn't like understand until a certain age when I had to go out there and learn certain things and you know, just be out there and do things. But then complete freedom also has an effect on a on a person which I'm sure everyone knows. Um I don't know, like it's just it's just about finding the balance, like you can't you can't lose yourself too much out there. Like the world's a crazy place, so I mean I'll say this, right? Even the parents who are super strict and controlling still um love their children, right? Just in a different way. But Hamza, I mean that that being said, like my parents my parents weren't like, Oh shit, like don't fucking leave the house until like <laughs> like it, I was still, you know, once a month, you get me, but it was, like, it was <laughs> I still got out. Shout out Jazz Deep. Oh good. But um Hamza I was gonna say, uh but what what is love though, right? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to. I, I want <laughs> it was a lot smoother before Hoshi had no, to like so protect sus, his parents. No, no. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about the. Before he had to defend his parents because Jay just shot a parent. Like, oh Hoshi, your parents are strict, right? No, I wasn't saying <laughs> that. I, was just, I wanted, and I wanted to talk about the parental thing a little bit. I wanted to say, like, I liked what Jay said about how if you have complete freedom, you'll go to two extremes within that extreme itself. Like, you either have a perfect life because you trialed and errored your way through life and figured it out whilst keeping a level head or you can become a homeless drug addict right <laughs> so it's kind of like the two extremes <laughs> so I like that because I'm paraphrasing what Jay said but I feel like with parental control I think a lot of parents have the issue where and it's I think again let's rub this back to South Asian because that's, that's what we are so we can relate to that the most is that you know, our parents or maybe let's say the average parent was born in that baby boomer generation uh, for the most part, right? And they had parents or, you know, like a dad who didn't go to, who went to war and he wasn't there to look after them and they grew up in like sort of impoverished conditions in a way or whatever. And so they had an upbringing which wasn't the most ideal, which would which didn't give them the certain amount of freedom that we talked about that they needed to kind of live their life. And I feel like yeah. they then take those inadequacies and those shortcomings and then they relate onto their children and like that's yeah. the worst thing that you can do and I think Hashi you just mentioned this is that you can't live your life through your child right because although they're your child and although there's a mixture of your genetics and, and your wife's genetics and, and so on they still have their own personality personality like I have th- two nephews and three nieces right and I look at and I've been with them since day one they've been living with me and the eldest is uh, 11 youngest is two and all their personalities are so similar yet so different in the same way and it's a combination of themselves their dna it's a combination of their society which in an environment which in this case is the other nephews and nieces and the other people in the house and whoever they go to school with um and it's and it's also just like it's just them it's and I feel like it's yeah just things they pick up from, from social media or they're not using social media but like through YouTube <laughs> well apparently YouTube is a social media <laughs> so. it is a social media we've been through this <laughs> yeah. but yeah through YouTube or you know through through whatever medium, medium they use um, TV, movies whatever and 
they just they just so different and i feel like if you give your child i think we've seen anecdotally a lot of people that we like that we just know that had like very strict parental control and the more control you put over someone the more likely they are that when they find any snippet of freedom they'll go to the extremes even quicker even faster even further so if you try and constrain them and close them down into being a form of whatever you want i feel like once they find that one hour two hours after school where they pretend like they're going to an after school club or whether they find that freedom at lunch all the guys are laughing because there's some professional stories that are coming through that everyone's in memory <laughs> but like when they have that freedom right when they have that freedom that that yeah like that snippet of time they'll go out and they'll do crazy stuff because yeah they just want to be themselves but because they've been bottled up for so long their idea of themselves has just like reached new extremes which isn't who they want to be but they're just so far removed from any freedom that they just want to have it all at one time, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you cannot be, again, you know, obviously the right answer is something that lies in the middle, right? Like you have freedom in terms of you mold their moral and, and, and ethical viewpoints and then you, you know, assuming the parent actually has good morals and ethics, <laughs> and, uh, you know, to say, you know, don't do drugs and don't do this and don't do that, don't stay out too late, you know, just, you know, basic things. But then you give them the freedom to figure it out. And I think that's the most important thing. It's, I think the best way to put it, well, in my eyes at least, is it's not complete control or freedom. It's complete understanding. Like, to to mm. understand your child, um, understand them and who they are, and also understand the environment they are in, depending on the country they're in, the um, the school, even the area, all that. I think it all makes a difference. So just to understand all these things would make a big difference on your child. And also, like, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. I can't really, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but then I guess that kind of links into, like, if your parents have full parental control, then do they love you? But then what is yeah. love? Bro, nah. that was there my segue. That was my segue. That was my segue. That was my segue. You fraud. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that then. Like, what is love? What are the different facets of love? How... How can you portray love in different relationships? Obviously, different relationships garner different love. ways to show love, right? Like whether it's your significant other, your parent, your child, your brother, your hamster, whatever it is, right? It's like different ways. Yeah, so, I do love my hamster. That is correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what do you guys think, Masson? Let's start with you. Let's throw you under the bus straight away. Loving bro, guy. you can't. No, this is outrageous because <laughs> I threw the question to you, and you're like, actually, no, I want to carry on talking my own thing. Now you're throwing it back to me. <laughs> anyway, um, what is love? That is a great question. Also, a great song from the eighties. But um, what is love? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. <laughs> This is supposed to be question. a deep episode, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're you're asking the wrong person first. Go for what oh is my love? God. Nah, bro. But it doesn't have way. to be okay. Okay, let's break it down. Wait, right. Wait, I have but, not stopped. But carry sorry, on. Go ahead. Sorry, no, no, you, no, 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 I'm no, just. Go. I was just helping you out. I was just helping you out. Yeah, go on. I was just gonna say you don't have. We don't have to talk about a specific facet of love, right? You can talk about romantic, platonic, all whatever you want. So, run with it. Do you love us, my son? No, I was just going to say, I feel like love, yes, I feel like love is like a um, one thing, I feel like when you love someone, it's like you want the best for somebody, but the f- the thing is, with the human consciousness, they can be easily manipulated and have wrong, like, 
you know, think the wrong way so that such a principle is easily manipulated, right? So what you may think is correct or what you want something somebody else to have mm. may not be necessarily what they should be, you know, entitled to. I um I feel like um love is also kind of control as well, just to lean it back to the parental control thing. I feel like uh there's so many avenues of love, it's uh there's so many like ways to define it, right? But I feel like that's the way from a relationship standpoint anyway. Mm. But um, what, what, what do you, you think, Oshu? Okay, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> honestly, if we boil it down to the fundamentals, I feel like love is just anything you care deeply about or makes you happy. I mean, if we're talking about love for something, usually you will love something because it makes you happy or adds value to your life, right? You love a type of food or a type of car or whatever. You know, maybe you have a special coat or something, right? You love it because it, it brings some sort of positive value to your life. Platonic love, you may love, you know, you may love your family because they're blood and you have to, or you may love them because they've helped, you know, make you grow and mature and you've learned stuff from them and, it's like a innate love that you have more like a biological love mm. and then romance wise you know you may love someone because no one else gives you that sort of happiness that they do and it's like it's there's there's a positive value attributed to everything in terms of that side of your life so i feel like fundamentally that's the main thing i just hums up do you want to go first? I was just going to add a point to Jay's thing, but... No, I, I, point, I, I was going to say, do you not... Um, like, a counter to that... Like, I'm playing devil's advocate, and also because I slightly like agree with the point I'm about to say as well. Do you not think um, a lot of love is also... Like, you might not... Um, say you like music, for some for example. Or not music, all right. I'm just trying... Like, in a relationship, for example, you still have moments where you love this person but you do things for them even if you don't want to do it like i'm trying to say that love sometimes still brings you um pain yeah i agree um, I, I agree with you yeah you get yeah. me like there's still yeah. a lot of hurt so like the do you not think that do you guys ever think that love as a whole not just to do with people um love is like a thing where it encapsulates what makes you human you ever think that like it's just the good the bad the everything but you you sacrifice and you put it to the side and everything because I'll, yeah i mean i want to say yeah to say to that i think it kind of links into the concept of yin and yang right where it's like the black meets the white and the white meets the black right and every good there is bad and every bad there is good and it's like the concept of <clears throat> the philosophical concept of that is to live your life on the line where the white meets the black and that that's that's where you find Great. balance exactly right so <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did he Great. just say gray gray to be second there but yeah it's like that's that's where you find balance and so the sweet spot the sweet spot exactly exactly right and your whole life should be trying to figure out to walk that tightrope between the between the black and the white and so i feel like 
you can't I mean it's the age old thing right you can't appreciate the good times without the bad times you can't appreciate exactly. the sun without the rain you, you know what I mean so you have to go through the bad times in order to know that you worked through it you improved yourself as human beings individually and together which then builds a stronger bond it's kind of like when you go to the gym right you work out you break your muscle down you get stronger it's like you go through a problem in your, in your with your significant other or your family or whatever or your friends and then you work through that problem exactly. and then you yeah. get stronger because of it which means it takes even it's going to take a hell of a lot more next time to break it because mm-hmm. you're so much stronger from it so yeah I guess that's my caveat on that it's like a muscle you build it throughout your whole life without, within like everything that you do everything that you actually enjoy or care about facts in the chat <laughs> so basically Hamza is saying every relationship is a gym sesh <laughs> I don't even do gym <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah yeah I, I mean do you guys have any ideas any other ideas on that on that concept no not really man I think we can we can move Covered on to the, the next one this is a good segue into the next one, actually. I tried to, when I was organizing this topic, so I tried to organize it so we could segue easily, although it flopped on the first time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Masan put this one down, so you can give a bit more context on it. But I guess when we're talking about love, you know, we're talking about being human, right? Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. I feel like in a way, animals have like a 2D version of emotions, and even then it's limited. But then because us being human, we take it very, you know, we take it a lot deeper. So why don't I mean, you, I was, why don't you give I was going to say quickly, I can't remember which one of you said that love is human. I can't remember which oh, one. It was me. Who said Jay, that? Right? Was it Jay? No, it was me. No, it was not. Oh, sorry, Hashi. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave I now. mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting concept, but I feel like, I don't know, that's really selfish. I mean, animals love each other as well, right? I mean, the fact... I feel like our general term of love is human but i mean specific emotional love isn't distinct to us but i'll also i'll talk about this though about the principle is i think it's i don't do psychology but i think it's called like a thought experiment right Mm -hmm. and the idea is essentially thesis ship right and it starts the, the the idea is there's a ship thesis ship it's in a museum and it's in exhibition lasted for ages one piece of the wood is obviously like rotten so the museum goes and repairs that one piece of wood and essentially this continues until essentially the whole of the ship has now been replaced now the idea is is that still Theseus ship if every single part has been replaced and it kind of links to this whole like it kind of links to this whole futuristic um, uh, I won't lie cyberpunk because this is a big theme in cyberpunk (laughs) the idea is essentially like what is human because in the futuristic, in every in every dystopian world, right, the uh, the humans essentially become androids. They replace every single part of them until eventually there's nothing organic left, right? Mm. So, like, what exactly is it that makes the human? And this, you see where the link is with the Theseus ship. Like, does it is it still Theseus ship if every part has been replaced? Who wants to start off with that one? We can go with Jay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I feel like there are there's different ways you could look at this, right? <clears throat> I'll I'll pose some questions myself, like rhetorical ones, and then I'll give what my opinion is. So, with this thought experiment, 
you could take it in one way where it's it's more if the entire ship has now been replaced if, if every wooden panel every object every part of all the sails whatever this ship is if all of that has been replaced is it now a new ship because none of it is the same as the old ship um does it become a new ship as soon as the first panel is replaced or is it the last panel or does it only is it always the same ship as long as people perceive it to be the same ship and i think that last one is where my thought is at is that let's say you damage the paint on your car right i mean it's, it's similar we're talking about objects and you paint over that damaged bit it's still your car to you and to everyone else no no one perceives that as being anything other than your car and if we bring it to a human-centered approach um personalities change over time and if your personality changes people still perceive you to be you you're just it's a it's just a different facet of yourself um and if we're talking about physically you know people get plastic surgery done people get you know have normal surgeries people change body parts all that type of stuff but it's still you because there's an identity that you've created as you grow and all the people in your life and all the people you'll meet will associate you with the identity that you give yourself and no matter what you look like or no matter what your personality is that identity will stay centralized to you and all your memories and all your thought processes will be part of you um and i think really you're only different if you decide you want to be different and you want to change who you are and then the identity you bring out into society is different i think at that point you can say i'm now a different person but if people perceive you to be the same if you perceive yourself to be the same i think you are the same no matter what you look like i like that i like that because i was also thinking the same on the same wavelength where it's like you can you know let's say for example there's there's like a you gave the example anyway jay's like if it is a car like a race car let's say lightning mcqueen right <laughs> lightning mcqueen gets a makeover lightning mcqueen is a new type of race car now he's not a nascar he's something else like a dirt car that's still lightning mcqueen do you know what i mean like mm. that's still, everyone still remembers what lightning mcqueen did and, and and he will always be lightning mcqueen which has the whole history of everything he's ever done good or bad so i'm on i'm on the same wavelength as you and I think you are who who you have defined yourself as and will define yourself as over time. And perceptions of you will change. We all grow as human beings. We should try to at least. And so we become different people or maybe extensions, you know, extensions of ourselves or some people completely renew themselves, you know, and some people never change. You know, it, it depends on you. And, and this is just echoing what you said, Jay. It really does come down to you. But I think it's kind of funny, this whole, this is ship thing, right, about replacing all the all the planks and stuff. But like, Every seven to ten years, all the cells in the human body regenerate skin, and replace the themselves, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's kind of like a different. Now, obviously, that's just. I mean, we still look the same, right? It's obviously on a on a on a cellular level, but it's still like a cool concept to think about and link into this. That even though, you know, but we're made up of our cells. We're made up, of, you know, what I mean. But that all still changes. Our skin still skin cells still regenerate and, and they die and, and they come back, but we are who we are because you know i'm hamza because of what hamza did for the past 23 years and i'm hamza what i'm doing today and i'm hamza because of the way that i've made you feel and the way that i've affected you for better or for worse so i think to come back to i guess the original 
thing that Masam said is that like you I at least I think like what makes you a human is that extra level that you can take your emotions that extra level you can take your actions that extra level you can take your conscience that extra level where you have the ability to define right from wrong right and I think that's what separates us from animals is that we can you know for the most part there are certain animals who do feel like Masam said love and emotions like in a way that we do and there's still our animals that can define good and bad the way that we do um but if you take it to the extreme the depth, that's the what depth makes a human does yeah exactly to make to take it to the extreme nobody no, sorry no no species other than humans are the ones that can define right from wrong we suck at it pretty bad we look at the world right now but it's still people defining what they define as good right so that's kind of irrelevant but the point is we can separate good from bad and then we take that so in depth and so deep and i think that's ultimately in my opinion what makes us human is being able to define the right from the wrong do you guys believe in a soul i was just gonna that was my answer to the question yeah yeah, do you want to? So no, you go ahead. You, you go. You have not because obviously you're gonna. Okay, well, I was just gonna say I was just chucking that question out there, like the core, like the everything that we've talked about so far is more of like our portrayals of what we are in society, like our outward expression or what people perceive us as. But what, like in my opinion, what makes us us to the core is. Well, I don't know if I believe in a soul, but I believe in there's something that, like a core inside you that just makes you you, like your identity. And identity to everyone else is my name or like what they know me as in society. But an identity to me and to myself is what makes me me, like my mental thought process, my my feelings and stuff. So I guess I guess maybe that's what the soul is, like our our core beliefs and our individual thought processes surrounding certain things so going back to the original um as Masam said going back to the original part where like at what point if you've if you're in like the future and you're swapping out body parts and you're half android like cyborg and half human or maybe even like three quarters android and one quarter human like are you still you just because your body is different like at what point are you completely machine and can you become complete i don't know like you get me like your the core is still what if you've you've t- you've completely become a machine altogether like all of you is just a machine but your mind like the brain or like the heart or whatever is still you i think that's what that's that's what makes you you i guess i don't know yeah to go on Hamza's point i'm just going to throw it back to Hamza because i'm curious where he stands if if so you define humanity as you know determining what's right or wrong right so essentially when they eventually when they eventually crack the code and they can make a uh, robot with a consciousness like would you classify that as human then a human with a consciousness well no because right i f- i fundamentally disagree that they'll ever do that because okay, i think that, well there you can i don't i don't think that you can okay i see what you're trying to say but um just to come back to that quickly i don't think you can ever I think the fact that we take it to the extremes that we do is what makes us human. But yeah, okay, in your situation, if they were to yeah. technically make one that is actually mm-hmm. goes to the extremes that we do, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's something you need to think about. But 
I guess off the off the bat you would say, well, yeah, I guess so, right? Because they oh, can take it to the extremes that we do. But there's there's so many layers. You know, what I mean, there's so many different things you have to take into consideration that I would have to step back and actually try and think about. Um, not that I know the answer or anything, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's the point of this episode, just to let's nobody knows ideas the answers. No one knows. Yeah, the nobody answers. knows the answers. <laughs> it, re- um, it reminds me of um, the film *I Robot* with Will Smith. Yeah, um, you're close. Like, that's you're close. Yeah, I was going to say you're close, but there's a better, there's a better story oh, oh, which adapts altered, that. Altered Carbon. No, that was one other one I was considering. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it also in *One Division*? No, but there's another one. *Battlestar Lita, It's the same principle. Oh, sure. the girl, the machine. Yeah, oh, yeah the yeah. machine girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Apparently, it's quite cool though. It was good. I've read it. It's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, basically, um, it's interesting because that's that's where this question comes from. Because it it asks the question of the like, you know, if if I believe I'm human, therefore I am human, sort yeah. of thing. Why can't I? Right. Like AI. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially, way. once you have that awareness and pre recognition of a consciousness and what's right and wrong. At that point, they are basically human. Um, but yeah, I also do agree with your your thing, Hoshu, about the fact that it's kind of the soul that makes the human. Whatever your interpretation of a soul is, I feel like that's the special source. I think that's what makes much. you human, yeah. That's the, like, yeah. Yeah. the fact that everything is so subjective in a human mind. The idea of the soul is just a word that we've labeled it as. But I think in every culture, every religion, or even every just individual... It's all that cool concept, like you know, it's just that that thing inside. I guess one way to think about it would be like, because I yeah, I do believe in the concept of soul from like a religious religious perspective. It's like y- your soul gets breathed into you, and it's who it's who you are. Like when your your body's just a physical, it's just a physical embodiment of who you are. And like mm. in in, the, in my religion, you know, what we, what we believe is that like when you die, your soul gets taken from your body. But your soul is is what stands before God on Judgment Day. Your soul is what resides in heaven or hell. Your, that's your soul, not your physical body, so to speak. Yeah. So, your physical body just it's just an it's embodiment of who you, of who you are, you know. And I feel yeah. like your soul is kind of like it's it's your heart, it's it's your spirit, it's yourself, your yeah, yeah, yourself, your ego, it's your mind, it's these core concepts, and that's what makes you you. But yeah, I guess that yeah, just just feeding off that that idea that you brought up. Jay, what were you gonna say before Alita Battlestar Alita? Uh, I was gonna say iRobot and oh yeah, part yeah. of One Division as well. It's just the idea of if you know if you're not physically representative of what a human would be, but you have the same emotions, you have the same thought processes, you feel you 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 feel right. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of that you can be human, but you look different. Does that make you human still? Um, I think it's interesting because if we're going towards, if society is going towards this idea that you can live in a computer, you can have your soul, your brain in something that doesn't actually exist, are you still human? Um I think iRobot did that quite well because the whole premise of the the film was about this one robot that is different to all other robots. And he thinks he's a human because he feels and acts that way and has morals and has a a brain where he processes different things. Um, And he feels the same emotions that humans do. 
And then also throughout that film, you see people like Will Smith, the main character, who has had surgeries to become part bionic, but he hides it because yeah. he doesn't want to get the discrimination of him not being human. Um, and yeah, I mean, that obviously that's also a different topic on, on a bit of a tangent, but I mean, yeah. we face discrimination all the time in this society between humans. So that if we movie, start bringing yeah. in... That yeah. movie opened up so much conversation with everything. Like it wasn't that was like racism, discrimination, um, like this whole topic of what what makes you human. Like it was very it was very well made. I know what they say, right? Oh, I knew Hamza was gonna it. say that. Hamza's <laughs> 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 yeah. notorious for not watching a lot of. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Jay. Okay, that's no, you Jay. only say that because of one film. <laughs> that's the only film that ever matters. Lord <laughs> of the Rings. But yeah, yeah. But I guess, I guess, linking into that, then what makes us human? We fall into another topic, which which links directly into that, and it's that you know free will, right? Like free will, like who do, do we have the ability to do what we want? Uh, whether that's biologically innate within us, or whether it's the society that we live in. People love to throw around, "We live in a free world." We live in a free world. No, you don't technically right because there's jail right you get punished for doing bad things right but then it comes into that concept of freedom of hate is the freedom of speech is not freedom of hate um you know so do do you have what what's your guys's concept on 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 free will then do you think that we have it do you think that we don't have it innately in a societal perspective um and i guess it differs all over the world in some places you have more freedom than others um so i guess yeah what, what do you what do you guys think who are we gonna Harshie, why don't you lead us off? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, free will. I feel like from a very... I think it differs depending on how far into the spectrum you want to look into it. I feel like on a day-to-day basis, any human can do... Like, I could go... I could completely switch my... I could buy a gun tomorrow. And be a completely different person if I wanted to. I'm not saying you get me like school shooters. Anything. Jesus, put on put on this. Do you know a guy? Do you know a guy who knows a guy? Expose <laughs> <laughs> that don right now. <laughs> nah, but I mean, like in, on a day to day, on a very like uh, minute level, I feel like any human can do whatever they wanted to on a day to day basis if they just pick up some habit or they wanted to do something on that particular day. We have free will to make that decision. But I feel like when it comes down to constraints in a more bigger picture um, perspective, there's just certain things, the way the way society and the world is set up, there's just certain things that everyone can't do because of the way stuff is. Um, not No one lives an equal life. I don't feel like, as in like, equality so, isn't a thing in the world right now. Purely so what because you're saying is, sorry, what you're saying is everybody doesn't have the same 24 hours. <laughs> oh, not this again! They don't. They don't have it. <laughs> they only have it All in right, time, not on. in anything else. I mean, even even that, like we could, like we could even bring that into it. Like we don't have the t- same twenty four hours in the sense that a guy who has no job can literally do whatever he wants for twenty four hours if he wanted to, but a person that is a single mum with three children who who manages two jobs to make sure herself and her family is looked after can't do certain things because of the way her life is 
So in that sense, what defines free will? Like, because she's still a human. She could literally say, bun the children. I'm going to go out and be whatever I want to tomorrow. That's still free will. But then is free will a a concept that we create because that we can't we can't do things because of our lives, because of the way our thing is set up, because of the way society is set up? Or what even but we still have free will. We still have free will because we made that decision. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to look after your children. Like, who said you have to look after your children? Right? It's just something that's innate within us, right? It's our, it's our fatherly, motherly instincts, right? To look after our mm. children. They're our, they're our, you know, they're our, they're our babies. They're our children, no matter how old they are, right? Mm. So, but, but that's, you know, f- you know, how about? So, I, I was, I was just looking beforehand, right? And I think it'll be good if we bring this into it, like a definition of some sort, right? So that we can, we can mm. benchmark it. And this comes yeah, from yeah. Plato. Um, so Plato said that. There's Plato believed that there is a constant battle with one's base desires. To achieve inner justice, an individual must liberate themselves from these impulses by acquiring the virtues of wisdom, courage, and temperance. Once an individual has mastered oneself, only then can that individual express free will. And this links into something, and we can break that down, of course, because none of us have a clue what's going on with Plato's going to be whipping out definitions like that. Mm. But like one thing that um, I've come across is that if you don't regiment your lifestyle and if you do not uh, create discipline within yourself, you will be a slave to your desires. And a man who is a slave to his own desires will be a slave to the extremes that his mind takes him and the passions and, and the desires that he has and he will not be able to do what he wants to because he is a slave to his desires so I think that's something which links into free will clearly like if you don't discipline yourself if you don't control your urges if you don't control your passion if you don't control your desires that you know make you want to do this when you should be doing that then you know if you, if you want to if you have a desire to go out with your mates on a Friday night, clubbing, pubbing, drinking, whatever, when you should be working in order to provide for yourself, etc., etc., which is something that you need to do, then you don't have free will because you're a slave to something already, which is that nightlife, right? As an example. So then, I guess that's a... So, like, a counter-argument to that is that he's choosing to do that, though. I think the like, the free will is, is like, like, he's choosing to... The balance to, to do what you want. Yeah. It's a conscious the, effort to be able the, to do what exactly. you want. Exactly. It's like you knowing that there's things that you need to do for yourself, but also finding the finding the reason and purpose to do them. You get me? Like there's things that you'd want to do because it's going to benefit you. Because um, like that guy, that guy who's out there getting waved on a Friday night <laughs> and, getting, and then going to work on Monday and then doing the same thing. Like, He's a slave to his desires. He's a slave to his desires, but then it's himself. Yeah. You get me? Like, it's his, it's still, sure, you get me? But like, like, but I feel like that is more in the like, so like the opposite to free will is essentially like determinism and determinism is the idea that free will is an illusion, right? And that, I feel like that story of the guy getting waved and being um, a slave to his desires fits more determinism because determinism is essentially devi- defined as like being controlled by internal or external forces right so i feel like that guy personifies determinism way more than the idea of free will so he's he's put in that situation because of his external yeah i know i know what you're saying about the idea that he's chosen to do so but he's chosen to do so because of his because of the external internal forces upon him where the idea of determinism comes in 
But um, yeah, I mean, I mean if, it's if you interesting. To... I was going to say, no, no, going no. back, you're going to your point about like what did you say Plato said. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, um, I saw a similar quote. Similar quote. Sorry about like Aristotle, essentially going off the same vibes about how he said, if unless you um, unless you like get over your fears, you're never free anyway. Yeah. So it, it corresponds to the idea of you being a slave to instinctual behaviors. Yeah, if you're a slave to anything, if you're a slave yeah. to any any uh, caveman esque sort of innate uh, emotion, primal—that's the word I'm looking for—any primal uh, state of, of being or instinct or emotion or anything like that, then you're you're going to be a slave to it, right? If if you're if you're too scared to go bungee jumping, you can be a slave to bungee. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's a. So yeah, I mean, if we come back to that Plato definition, he let's let's break it down just a little bit here. He said that to achieve inner justice, you must liberate yourself from the from these impulses by so you know to stop you know to to have justice to have free will, you have to liberate yourself from from the desires that that keep you as a slave by acquiring wisdom, courage, and temperance. Right by acquiring the knowledge to know how to deal with it and quite you know by acquiring the courage to be able to overcome the obstacles and the temperance the patience to en- to endure it so i guess those are the three ways that you can come over issues and and things that you're a slave to and once you do that then you have free will because you have the knowledge to deal with it the courage to be able to handle it when it doesn't go your way or it's putting you in situations that you don't want and then you know arguably most importantly the patience because you know you're always going to need patience to endure uh, the times that you go through and i think once you have a good control of those primal sort of uh emotions that you can you know handle what comes your way for sure do we do we think there's a difference between well, i'm just going to call it pseudo free will just for now um and absolute free will right because we all have choices that we can make but the choices we have are predefined by society and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and i don't think or i'm going to pose the question if absolute free will could ever correctly exist or beneficially exist if those societal rules weren't set in place because you know let's think i'm going to take this really abstract right but let's think about the film the purge okay (laughs) there it is societally acceptable that once a year you can commit any crime you want and Mm. so you have the free will to do anything in that night and it is your choice whether you act criminally or you protect yourself and you act in a moral way that you've thought upon yourself right and so does that count as as free will should it be fine because it's it's accepted by society or does there need to be some level of internal justice that you have before you're given the opportunity to make your own choices so i was just actually just just looking into that and it comes across this concept of absolute free will versus practical free will right and i'm i'm reading here and it, and it says that practical free will is experiencing options 
considering the outcomes of these options within the context of your value system which in this case in your example that you've given the value system is society and what society deems that the value system of the middle east is different to north america it's different to east asia it's different to south asia europe so on and so forth and you know obviously absolute free will you know obviously you have have the choice to to do whatever you want and it doesn't um it doesn't sort of affect anything so to speak so it doesn't exist i think man. i think it doesn't exist i think we are humans are uh societal creatures right? we're yeah 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 exactly yeah that's, so i feel like we're that's all, what we're saying we need the each world other set up the, exactly the world set up in a way where we can't have free will because it would either be perfect it would be utopia because everyone has the same idea in mind the same um plan the same mission or it would be complete chaos because everyone can do whatever they want there is no society i I mean yeah like literally (laughs) last thing i'll say is capitalism is uh essentially (laughs) capitalism essentially capitalizes excuse the pun on people's primal desires anyway right so it corresponds to the idea that there's no such thing as a free will as long as you're in an incentivized driven society anyway I mean that's what you do in the stock market, right? Be mm. be fearful when people are greedy, and be greedy when pe- people are fearful. You know, everyone's going crazy, think the world's going to end, capitalize off their, off their, you know, trapping trapping of primal, primal <laughs> instincts. So trapping. yeah, I mean, yeah, trapping, trap, trap. But yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> when you said trapping, I was like, where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me. That's me. But yeah, I think um, it's it's a it's a it's a very confusing thing because you have it and you don't have it at the same time and I think that's what makes it what it is um, hey maybe maybe having the ability to have a free will and not have a free will at the same time is is free will in a way right mm. it's um, yeah it gets it gets very very confusing especially when you start reading into all these different philosophers and, uh, if I had free will if I had free will right now I'd be playing Elden Ring I'd be playing Elden Ring but <laughs> I don't have free will <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're free to make your own choice. You decided to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, a slave to the first team. The way, the way yeah, the I'm a slave to so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that about like, covers it, right? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, those those are the deep topics we 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 had on hand. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you want to do if you want us to do more of these episodes. If you want us to make them longer or shorter or, or whatever. Um, that was yeah. one hell of an episode. That was. I feel like we're only touching the surface. Yeah, I feel like we we're going to get a lot more comfortable with how, you know, the way we take our conversations. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, Masam just said he has no free will, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Prove it otherwise, mate. Exactly. All right, leave. <laughs> Watch him in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> He's too stunned to speak. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess uh, guess we wrap it there. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Atypical. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know and let us know what you want to see. Shout out to all of you still sticking around. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care, guys. Thank you.